Welcome to the What If Podcast with your hosts, Spencer Worth Davis and Ryan Coppery. Yo, you gotta let it run. Yeah, somebody got mad last week. People on the internet want you to let it run. Uh. I mean, it's a heater. We should. We should let it run. Allegedly. Oh, buddy. If you don't call your next record allegedly a heater, you're, <laughs> you're, an, you're a dick. I, I was uh, loading in that sounder because we're going to, oh boy, are we going to need it today. And uh, oh, Are you just telling me one big lie? Um, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> Anyway, All right, game was, on, game on. Let's I do was, this. I was loading it in, and I was also listening to some music, and I was having a really, really good time all by myself, dropping allegedly like it was an ad lib on the songs I was listening to. Yes, <laughs> totally. <laughs> like any Pusha T song is just all like drug dealing references, and then just at the end of every four bar or couplet, it's just like allegedly. allegedly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That was perfectly in sync. Well done. Or that's like, how Push never got arrested, bro. He's been making coke rap for thirty years, and exactly. he's just like allegedly is just dropped into all his songs, dude. So, hi, it's the What If Podcast. We're gonna talk about hi, some weird I'm shit. I'm Ryan. That's Spencer. Yeah. Uh, you sent me that new Pusha T song the other day, and I was listening to it, and like, you know, he's still just very aggressively rapping about cocaine, but and, so well, but so well. Yeah. <laughs> Let's give the man his roses. He does it so well. Absolutely. But as I was listening to it, I was like, how old is this dude and how old will he be when he is still rapping about cocaine? You know, like, is Pusha going to be 75 rapping about, like, bricks and suitcases and shit? If 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 the Lord will bless me so. Lord willing, yes. if you will. Lord willing. <laughs> Lord willing. Uh Pusha T will still be rapping about cocaine when he's 75. Because he's got to be what? Like, he's got to be 40 now, right? So I, I Googled it, and I think he's he's 42, I, I think. Yeah, yeah. And when I was looking at his Wikipedia page to see how old he was, with you know, you always, if somebody's got like a controversies section, you got to read it on <laughs> Wikipedia, right? Like, that's... You must. That's where you start to decide Please if you need me- to... If you need to spend any more time learning about this person or if they're a garbage person, you know, that's a great, that's a totally no, good no point. disrespect to garbage people. Like I meant like a, like a, like a person who's also a piece of garbage. <laughs> uh, shit. Where is it? I'm trying. Not a, not a person who works in the industry of, of transporting waste. Sure. Anyway, this motherfucker named his child bricks. B-R-I-X-X. And and some people would say that that is controversial. However, (laughs) first of all, allegedly, he named his child No, no, it's well documented. It's on a legal document. (laughs) Mm, No, that's Wikipedia, bro. You still got to drop allegedly for Wikipedia. You never know who edited that last. They could be be bullshitting. You're right. Allegedly. It's a great name. It's a great name. (laughs) Is it? Is it's it? a commitment. Look, it's a commitment to the bit. That's what but it is. But for someone else, Pusha can commit to the bit as much as he wants. That child is going to be sitting in kindergarten trying to spell bricks. So, Dad, where did my name come from? Well, you see, son. <laughs> a, a common volume of cocaine is known as a brick. 
Oh. And you and you are several. <laughs> and when so you... I'm a person who's also multiple bricks of cocaine. Yes, you are, son. Mm-hmm. Now you understand. In this family, we are cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, anyway, you want you want to talk about uh, aliens and and goofballs? I mean, yeah, but you you really scared me about this episode, man. Before we press record, y'all, Spenny had me fucking Spenny had me bent around the axle here. I'm all fucking freaked <laughs> out about some. He's like, look, this one might be worse than like the fucking devil rocket man in the desert. Now I'm all fucking scared. No, so so what happened was I did an episode of of our strange skies with our with our good buddy Rob Christofferson. Have we never gotten a what had happened was sounder? I feel like we should get a good what had happened was. From what is that even from? I just it's just the thing people say, but like somebody oh, okay. saying it in I just, I just didn't well. know if I was missing a specific reference there. You see, uh, no, I think it is from a movie, but carry on. Okay. So we we were doing this story about this woman who saw a UFO and an alien came out and then later she started having like some kind of poltergeisty paranormal experiences as well. Mm. Sure. And it reminded me of the stuff that we're going to talk about today. And I, I just had a moment where I was real getting real frustrated with the whole concept of UFOs. Well, why? <laughs> we'll get into it. Uh, oh, your frustration or UFOs? I just had a moment where I was like, maybe this is not a thing that can be answered. You know what I mean? Ever? Yeah. Oh. That's it's defeatist. It's well, pessimistic. I, I like bri- it. I briefly the 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 lonesome train was briefly calling my name about UFOs last night, but I think okay, okay, I think I've recovered because this this you, is going to require me to to this topic is going to require us both to a smash this button allegedly over and over again, but okay. also set aside our skepticism if we want to have fun with it. So I'm just trying to get. I was trying to get my my UFO frustration out with you off air before we started recording this goofy ass topic, which is the book Skinwalkers at the Pentagon. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, bud. I read a book have this you week. Read, okay, have you read it in full? Was my first question. Yes, I have. I'm sorry. Uh, it's not a bad read, honestly. Like it's entertaining and it's it's relatively quick. Uh, it's on All it's right. on Kindle Unlimited for anyone who is interested, or you know, it's a book so that if you can buy wherever time, you buy books. You've wasted a limited amount of time, is what you're saying. Yes, and potentially zero dollars. So you could do worse. So what are you out here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a, a, you know, a few hours and zero dollars. I've wasted more time and money doing stupider things before. This podcast, for example. Haven't we all? (laughs) Haven't we all? You know? Haven't we all? All right. Um, Oh, wait. 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 We didn't do Joy's. And I feel like we would be... Oh, you're right. We would be remiss and also be yelled at on the internet (laughs) if we just (laughs) straight up skip Joy's for a week. Okay. Uh, I got one right off the bat, if if you're ready. Let's Let's fucking go! I've started revisiting, uh, along with Wife Cats, any of the top gross, 100 top grossing movies of the 1990s that one of us hasn't seen. 100 top grossing movies from the 90s that either you or 
wife cats have not seen. Yep. So just go down the list. If we've both seen it, go to the next one. If one of us hasn't seen it, watch it. So last week. Oh, you're not only watching movies neither of you seen. It's. We are trying to have a shared, complete knowledge of popular 1990s movies. That's a that's big. Yeah, that's big. Well, I respect it. Take a look at the list, though, because I bet you've seen the vast majority of them. Oh, okay. All right. All right. You know, it's like Jurassic Park and Toy Story and Forrest Gump and like 90s movies. Incredibly popular movies because they're the top grossing movies. So anyway, 100. 100 uh, top grossing 90s 50s. Yeah, 50, 100, whatever, you know, whatever list. Uh, so last week we watched The Fugitive, which I had never seen. Oh, uh, Fugitive's a good movie. Yeah, yeah. It's all right. Uh, I mean, I don't know. And then yeah. Air Force One, which Air Force One kind of bangs. It's been a long time since I've seen Air Force One. I had never seen Air Force One. And then The Rock, which is just a total shit show. <laughs> The Rock, starring Sean Connery and Nicolas Cage, is just a disaster. Okay, you're right. I've seen a lot of these, but I have not seen a good amount of these, too. Yeah, we've established, though, that you and I have not seen a lot of movies. That's true. I bet most people have seen the majority of those movies. I mean, I'm only on on page one. I have seen the majority of the movies on page one. Yeah. But anyway. The only movies on here I haven't seen are, so I've never actually seen The Sixth Sense. Okay. Um, I watched it at a sleepover in like seventh grade. I liked I've it when s- I was 13. I've never seen Terminator 2. Oh, you, I've never you should s- do that. I haven't seen Terminator or Terminator 2. I haven't seen Dances with Wolves. I have not seen I've, that one. We, I've never we seen There's Something About Mary. Uh, we prioritized action movies, by the way. We'll go back okay. to the other ones, but we started with, with action movies. I've never seen Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and I've never seen The Firm. But otherwise, I've seen every other movie on this first page of yeah. 40 movies, which right. which is like, that's a lot of movies. For me, oh. out, of, out of the top 100, it was probably like less than 20 that I hadn't seen at some point. There is a top grossing movie on this list that we should mention really quickly. It's Tarzan. Yes. And the reason that we should mention it is because the art director for the movie Tarzan is a guy named Dan St. Pierre, who we interviewed for our new podcast, Finding Quantum Quest. And you should go listen to that show as well, if you have not so far, because people seem to be really liking it. I fully agree with the sentiment, but boo to interjecting that plug in that way. (laughs) I did a great job. I think it was a very good segue. I think it was contextual. It was related to the topic of conversation, and it was nice and tight. Carry on with your joy. My main goal is to blow up and then act like I don't know nobody. I don't know nobody. <laughs> uh, so anyway, the the I guess my joy is watching '90s action movies with my wife. If, Fuck to, yeah! To paraphrase, what's the best one you've seen most recently that you had not seen? Well, so far it's just the three that I listed. Uh, this is a new endeavor. So the you gotta fugitive, or you got to say your favorite of the ones. Yeah. So between the fugitive, the rock, and Air Force One. I think Air Force One is the clear winner. The, okay. The Rock is in this weird territory of like, it's almost bad enough to be good, but like, not quite. Mm. It's unclear like how seriously they were taking it or like part of the crew was taking it very seriously and part of the crew thought they were making like a campy action movie is is, is how it reads now 
as I say, that's 2022 talking, man. For, at uh, the of time, course, but like that's yeah. you know, I, I that's the only perspective I can offer. No, I'm just saying, I, I don't think at the time anybody was trying to make something goofy. Well, I mean, are I we sure? It's possible. It's, I guess it's possible. I really want to watch True Lies because James Cameron and Arnold Schwarzenegger is a, just a. A, a recipe for success, yeah. Sure. But that movie is not available, speaking of Finding Quantum Quest, that movie is not available anywhere on the internet. You can only watch it on, like, Blu-ray or DVD or or basic cable because <laughs> it's if probably our, st- still on TV at most times. If our P.O. box hadn't burned down, I'd be like, hey, yo, who's got a copy of True Lies that they don't watch anymore? And, and also, who has a Blu-ray player because I'm going to need that, too. <laughs> oh, Yeah. I have an Xbox. I could throw it in that. That'll play a Blu-ray. I don't think my Switch can handle it. Uh, not with that attitude. <laughs> What's your joy, buddy? Um, I just got home from signing paperwork for selling a house, and that's a great feeling. <laughs> so... <laughs> your house, or are you a realtor now? I have not become a realtor since we have last spoken. That's good. Most of them seem pretty weird. No offense to realtors. I only know two. I know my own realtor, who's great, but very weird. And then I know Chris Lindahl, and he seems like he sucks. Uh, Do you know Chris Lindahl, or have you seen Chris Lindahl's face plastered around your city? He has stared into my soul on many occasions. Uh, For those who are not local to Minneapolis, which is... Most of you. No, man, uh, he's, he's a national bastard now. Is he? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, there's a realtor from here who has put up about a thousand billboards in this state with his arms stretched out wide, and everybody makes fun of him. Lindahl, his arms wide. With arms wide open. Lindahl, when the market <laughs> fell. This is a Star Trek reference. Um, That's not for you, Ryan. Carry on. Yeah, no, I was like that. I'm just gonna. Gl- I'm just gonna like literally blow past it because yep. I have literally no concept of what Correct. you're saying. Correct. Right I, I should have allowed you to do just that. Keep going. Uh, no, I, I mean that's it. That's it. I look. I, I sold a house. It took a while to sell for a variety of reasons that I'm not going to get into on this podcast. But it, we signed our side of the paperwork today, and that felt great. Sick. Are you rich? No. <laughs> cool. <Good job. laughs> no, sir. Larry, I'm on DuckTales. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a find for that button. Holy Thank shit, you. button. Thank you. Larry, I'm on DuckTales. <laughs> God, that's awesome. All God right. bless. So this goofy ass book, we got a we got a lot of things to cover. Um Give me the title one more time. Skinwalkers. At the, at pen- the Pentagon. At the Pentagon. Written not by... In, not on, at. Correct. Written by George Knapp, Colm Kelleher, and James Lakatsky. Jo- uh, George Knapp to, and Colm Kelleher. No, that's George Norrie. Oh, George, shit. Fuck. George Knapp is the, uh, the Las Vegas-based yeah, TV journalist. He and Colm Kelleher wrote the first Skinwalker book. Uh, I forget the title of it now. Something about Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah. Skinwalkers at the ranch. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Probably, honestly, (laughs) maybe. George Knapp also uh, is frequently seen with Jeremy Corbell these days and Bob Lazar, that that whole crew. 
So these three these three guys wrote this book. Um it, it took me a minute. I was on page like 30 and there was this paragraph about George Knapp and I was like, "Wait. Didn't George Knapp write this book?" I had to go back to the cover. These guys frequently talk about themselves in third person throughout the entire book. They like combined to be a unified singular narrator. Essentially. I think so. Which like, Got okay, it. maybe I guess there are three of you and this is supposed to read as if it's one voice. Yeah, but I get it. That's kind of confusing. But then it, it's stuff like, yeah, James Lukatsky gave a brilliant presentation at this place. And it's like, are you saying that about yourself, bro? <laughs> Because yes, I feel like 100%. You, should, <laughs> you should have to 100%. let us know that you are the one calling yourself brilliant here. But anyway, uh, Lukatsky was, is, was a defense intelligence agency guy um, and has multiple advanced degrees in nuclear engineering. Knapp, we covered as a journalist and author and Bob Lazar and Jeremy Corbell affiliate. And then Colm Kelleher is a biochemist and was the lead like science guy on the first Skinwalker Ranch investigation with the National Institute for Discovery Science and uh, Robert Bigelow, that that mm-hmm. whole thing. Yep. So the big, book... Big ups for choosing science guy over scientist. <laughs> the word that is so close in just as well, many syllables. <laughs> so he... Yes, he is a scientist. I meant... On that specific in investigation, he was like a scientist, but they're like he led the scientific part of that investigation, I guess is maybe a more accurate way of saying what I meant. Sure. I was just roasting you for knowing that the word scientist probably would have worked. Sure. <laughs> you know. Sure. You know, the guy who did the science on the thing who is also a person who does science. <laughs> Look. I don't have advanced degrees in anything, especially anything relating to English or science. So I'm doing my best. Allege, <laughs> allegedly. Okay. Allegedly. We don't know. We don't know that you might not maybe have that somewhere. I, I know. I don't even know where my <laughs> oh, one know. where my one not advanced degree was. I just figure I'd never need it. No one's no one's ever gonna be like, hey, can you prove that you have an art degree? Like, bro, no. no. Absolutely no. not. I can't even draw you a painting right. I can't I can't draw you a picture. No. So this book mostly focuses on this program called the Advanced Aerospace Weapon System Applications Program, or AWSAP, A-A-W-S-A-P. AWSAP. Which ran from 2008 to 2010. Did it actually, or are we we dealing in they allege that this happened? Like, is there a third-party corroboration of this program being a real program? There is. And... There was, between 2008 and 2010, $22 million of government money that went to this program. That ain't none. And it was run, essentially, by uh, James Lukatsky and Colm Kelleher. And out, of, out of the Pelagon? Uh, out of the Pentagon, I'm <laughs> out, guessing? Out of a Pelican. Yes, they were based the, in a Pelican. The Pelican Brief was... <laughs> that's probably on our, that list. Uh, I think that might be why I... Stumbled. So there, the program was OSAP, and then they created, basically that program put out a request for proposals, and 
Robert Bigelow created this group called the Bigelow Advanced Aerospace Space Systems. Bigelow Advanced Aerospace Space Systems. Bigelow Aerospace. Nope. <laughs> Wait, what? Bigelow Advanced, Advanced Aerospace Space Systems, or BASS. B-A-A-S-S. I don't know why aerospace and space. I I I shouldn't spend more than a half second on that because it doesn't fucking matter. It it does not matter. We'll call it bass from here on. I am. I have fully tripped and fell on my face (laughs) on that fucking concept. This guy's supposed to be a fucking genius with bajillions of dollars. And he's like aerospace, space, 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 space company. Why are we fucking up so bad? Who's in charge here? Yes, I'd like to start the aerospace company of space without deals and space things. Space time. Space. Yes. Space! <laughs> so, Lukatsky and Kelleher essentially ran this... These two programs were essentially one, and they were run by James Lukatsky and Colm Kelleher. Okay. And the stated intention of this program, at least on paper, was to understand the physics and engineering of aerospace weapons applications as they apply to foreign threat out to the far term through 2050. The primary focus is on breakthrough technologies and applications that create discontinuities in currently evolving technology trends. And this study was based at Skinwalker Ranch in Utah. Okay. Can I just ask a quick question? Yes, and I will do my best to answer it. I I probably isn't actually one that you can answer, but like Good, I great. I still have a really hard time wrapping my head around how twenty two million dollars worth of government money mm-hmm. gets applied to a thing that like conceptually I understand why a government might want to investigate the concept of like space weapons, like that's essentially what you're getting at, right? It's like it's space weapons more or less. Yeah, it seems like it. And they give them $22 million and then they go to the weird fucking like middle of fucking Utah desert. Utah, right? Isn't it Utah? Yeah. Yep. And go like, oh yeah, this is the place where they found the bison inside of the fucking, (laughs) the fucking RV. Yeah, so maybe backtracking for- We're going to do our best research at this fucking facility. Like what? To, to backtrack for a second, Skinwalker Ranch is located in Utah. There are allegedly a lot of weird things that have <laughs> happened there. Um, there's a whole book about it written by two of these three authors. There is a really not so great documentary that was made about a few years ago. Um, but everything from UFOs to cattle mutilation to uh interdimensional portals uh cryptids like every paranormal thing Fucking under under endless. the sun has been alleged to have happened at this ranch in Utah. Um, possibly sprinkle enough allegedly on that sentence. Yeah. Allegedly. 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 <laughs> so <laughs> it was 
it was owned by this family called the Shermans, or was I never remember if that's their real name or the pseudonym that I think was that's used in the, the book. name from the book. Okay. Um, until the nineties, Robert Bigelow bought it at one point in the nineties and did all these like independently funded studies of the paranormal uh throughout like the early two thousands. And then maybe about five years ago, Bigelow sold it to an, a Utah businessman named. I don't yeah, remember his name. I don't remember his name either. I know. I remember Brandon Fugel too. is the guy. And Good. there it is. Now Good there's day. this show called the hunt for, or I don't know, something about Skinwalker ranch on the history channel, whatever. So there've been yeah. like paranormal investigations going on pretty consistently some of them very well funded at this one location for the last 20 plus years. Mm -hmm. But from 08 to 2010, there was a government funded investigation based there, but that was also sort of like a more general UFO study. They were trying to catalog as many like UFO and paranormal reports as possible while also doing their own research at this ranch. So, their stated goals were to categorize reports, contact scientists and engineers with, ac quote, access to novel technologies, use Skinwalker Ranch as a, quote, living laboratory, and find experts to analyze whatever they may find. They had 50 full-time staff working on this program, plus a couple hundred contractors, and developed... Uh, this like propri proprietary multi-million dollar database to catalog all this shit that the plan was to apply AI to all of these like thousands of case files that they were building to try and find like patterns and similarities and shit between all these cases because they also had access to the data from previous government funded UFO studies like Blue Book and all that stuff that came before. So they were trying to make this one like warehouse of all UFO data collected by anyone in the United States for the last 75 years, basically. But just UFO data or anything paranormal? So we will get to that later. They they hypothesized that the two were related which is a thing we've talked about on the show before and a thing that like has been proposed by multiple people. Yeah, so they didn't really differentiate between the two. I mean, word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. An, an unidentified <laughs> an unidentified flying object is extremely different than like a fucking hairy gorilla man in the woods, but all right. Correct. I'm and I think like they obviously cataloged those differently. Like they didn't sure. you know, put those on the same file, but if you're at a place where allegedly all of those things are happening, <laughs> you know, if, if you're standing in one spot and you can see a UFO and a dinosaur walking out of a portal and your phone stops working and a beer bottle flies across the room and smashes on the wall maybe you would want to figure out what was going on just more generally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And really quickly, this is a completely separate program from the Pentagon program that you're talking about right now. 
so it, it gets really messy. So this OSAP program yes. was funded through funded through the Defense Intelligence Agency, which yeah. is based out of the Pentagon. Yes. And then after this, and sort of like what came out of this was the ATIP Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program that got all that coverage in the New York Times a few years ago, yep. the Tic Tac UFO and all that shit. Yeah. That was a fully separate program that came along a few years later. Yeah. But they were both funded by government money assigned by the Pentagon. Yep. In this case, specifically the Defense Intelligence Agency. Got it. Okay. So some of the things that they reported happening at Skinwalker Ranch between 2008 and 2010. Oh, God. <laughs> in 2009. Oh, I'm nervous. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's I got to I don't usually drink during the show. I'm doing that tonight. I needed enough whiskey to get through this episode. I'm trying yeah. to storytell and I've got buttons. <laughs> doing my yeah. best to, to balance all three. <laughs> Who's running this? <laughs> yeah. How is it possible? Why are we fucking up so bad? Who's in charge here? I like this show. This show is doing a lot of different things. (laughs) Okay, so three military dudes. uh, Jonathan Axelrod. Sorry, is the word militarists? Is that the... I want to make sure I get my terminology, but you didn't like science guy before. Military dudes, perfect. Okay, great. Military military guys is perfect. (laughs) Militants? Is that what we call them? Militia men? Kinda, probably, yes. <laughs> okay, Jonathan Axelrod, Jim Costigan, and David Wilson were at Skinwalker Ranch in 2009 doing a sort of like, let's see what these guys are doing with these $22 million out here in the middle of nowhere yep. investigation. And they reported see, or experiencing a, like, they were walking outdoors on the ranch and suddenly experiencing a pocket of air that was 25 degrees colder than everything else around it. Okay. Hold on. And (laughs) as they entered it and walked farther into it, all three said they felt an intense sense of fear or dread. And then as they kept going, saw an eight-foot-tall black oval, uh, like, just in front of them in space... On their night vision scope. And they got more their like terror response intensified as they got closer to the object and abated as they walked backwards away from the object. So we've got like a hard line cutoff of 70 degrees, 45 degrees. And then basically like a mini black hole in the middle of a field that is causing them all to be... Scared out of their minds. Nah, bro. First of all, that's a Dementor. Okay. So they just found Dementor's the not life. an oval. What, what do you mean? Yeah, eight foot tall, dark being. You they know, make, they, they do make hood. shit cold, I guess. Yeah, okay. They make shit cold. They make you scared. Okay. Yeah, carry on. Harry Potter had already come out, by the way. So these guys got high in the hills in... In 09, though, yeah. Even the Dementor shit, shit was out there by 09, right? Because that's like, what, book 
four three don't they first show up in three because three is prisoner of azkaban isn't it yeah whatever you guys are you guys hate us so much right now completely irrelevant (laughs) um okay so during that same visit uh there was no, no other like that was the only weird thing that they experienced but when jonathan axelrod went home he started reporting weird things happening at his house, primarily to his family, not to him directly, and primarily when he was not at home. So, for example, one night at 2 a.m., his wife said she saw a large black humanoid shape walking through their bedroom. Mm. That's exciting. And, and minutes later, heard footsteps coming up the stairs, even though she was the only one there. Mm, poltergeisty. I like it. Uh-huh. A month after that, his son, Paul, saw several blue orbs flying around his room. Okay. And his wife continued to see, like, semi-regularly see these shadow people and hear noises when no one else was around. Cool. She nice also won. She also one night saw a large wolf-like creature leaning up against a tree in their backyard. <laughs> and like they describe it as a wolf but maybe bigger standing on its hind legs with its arms crossed leaning against a tree in the backyard. Looking fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> with a, a leather jacket and its hair slicked back and flicking a cigarette. And, yeah, flicking a cigarette. He had a toothpick in. <laughs> Knows how to really punch a jukebox and make it sing. <laughs> the cigs rolled up in the sleeve. Yeah, uh, this wolf had long hair and looked mostly like a wolf, minus the fact that it was standing upright. He had beautiful hair. <laughs> Sorry. Damn it. Hey, yeah, beautiful hair. <laughs> Thank you. Get away from here. Thank Get. you. Carry on. So the wolf and uh, his wife, whose name is Ruth, made eye contact like from the back window. And she says, stared, sorry. Allegedly. Stared at each other for, quote, several minutes mm. before the wolf turned and just walked into the trees until she couldn't see it anymore. Still on two legs. That's a real connection right there, you know? Several minutes is so fucking long to be staring at a wolf man in your backyard. You you don't look at anything for several minutes in your life, in your day-to-day life, like uninterrupted? No, sir. It it doesn't happen. Uh, Three days later, her sons apparently saw the same creature in the yard... And they described it as being seven feet tall. Cool. And this time when it saw the boys, it ran away on two legs. Oh, a little Mm -hmm. more urgency. What are we like? Sorry. uh, Are we to believe that because these guys took government money to explore Skinwalker Ranch, that when they went home, the the magic of Skinwalker Ranch followed them and fucked up their houses? That is exactly what we're getting at here, yes. Oh, that's dumb as hell. (laughs) (laughs) Allegedly. That was wild. I I didn't know what to think about that. Well, that's just goofy as all shit. (laughs) They they came up with a name for it called the Hitchhiker Effect. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah. So haunting the haunting of a place can transmit itself to a person and then haunt its way over wherever it goes. Correct. It's contagious, mm. contagiously haunted. It's good. Ooh. <laughs> ghosts are contagious. You got contagious ghosts, bud. <laughs> it sucks. You got a bad case it, of the ghosts. It do suck. Ooh, it do suck. Uh, the, the other thing that I... This was not included in the book, but I watched a, a lengthy interview with, with Knapp and Kelleher the other day talking about all this God same stuff. bless you. <laughs> and to uh, there was a story that, that Knapp referenced in the interview that's not in the book that one day when they woke up in the morning their dog was just on the roof (laughs) (laughs) i love that so much (laughs) (laughs) and i don't i don't know what to make of that obviously because that's just absurd honey honey can you hear the dog barking (laughs) But like, what bro, the- what if, so I'm trying to take, you know, like, obviously some of this stuff is very hard to believe, but, and there's, in most of these cases, there's no corroborating evidence outside yeah, of them saying this weird thing happened in my house. Right. It's all anecdotal. But can you imagine if you woke up one morning and Muka was just on the roof of your house? It It's it's the it is the absolute equivalent of uh mason's take on um on seeing a ghost if if i saw a ghost i'm never paying taxes again (laughs) yes yeah like if i woke up one morning and my dog was on my roof i'd be like well uh, the universe doesn't function the way i understand it to and so i'm kind of done functioning inside of it i almost hate that one more than like i saw a shadow person because it is there wouldn't have to be anything paranormal happening for your dog to end up on your roof i mean technically yes like i could break into your house tonight and bring muka up to the roof and then like ring the doorbell and run away and your dog such a that'd be such a dick move of course but (laughs) it is possible right like there are ways that your dog could get on the roof that don't involve alternate dimensions or alien Ghosts abduction or, aliens or, or right, yeah, 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 right. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's a thing that could potentially happen but it would be so unsettling still and i think almost more so because you'd be trying to figure out forever how it what, got up what there. the fuck happened and you almost certainly yeah. never would it's almost easier to just be like with a shadow person be like well clearly that didn't happen right like i hallucinated yeah, yeah, yeah. that or like something there's not a being from another dimension coming to visit me at night. That's absurd. Yeah. It's almost easier to dismiss than like, I put the dog in its crate last night and now it's on the roof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Another piece of this, though, that I always struggle with is, and I'm sure this is true without even having to ask you, I'm sure there's not like, and then I interviewed my neighbor, Mary, who saw the dog on the roof and was the one who called me and was like, yo, your dog's on the roof and it's three in the morning and blah, blah, and, blah. And no, you're correct in assuming that that information is not there. And that is part of what was like just fucking killing me when I was getting into the shit with Rob yesterday. It was like, there are so many steps you could take to either like, if this is a physical thing that's happening somehow, verify it. Yeah. Or like, 
get some sort of evidence about some part of it. Or if you can't over and over and over again, if if you're constantly seeing UFOs and there's never any evidence of them, or if you're seeing yeah. dinosaurs walk out of portals every day, but when you photograph it, it's not there. <laughs> Then, then at some point you have to shift your strategy, right? Yes. Don't don't do that for twenty five years and then go do interviews and write books, insisting that it's happening with no evidence of it happening. Except, except for the very clearly broken evidence of I said this happened, so it happened. Right, and and I I'm even you know I'm open mm. to like if this is some sort of if if, if it's not a physical like being from some other planet or something interacting with us. I'm open conceptually to like, this is a religious or mystical experience and maybe it's only intended for the person who's experiencing it. And it's some sort of intelligence that is like only interacting on its own terms. And that's why we can't really document this thing in the way that we're used to documenting stuff. Right. But then let's talk about that. Getting a scientist out there to try and uh, like document something and interpret something in a, in a way that clearly doesn't operate under our understanding of science seems like a huge waste of everybody's time and money. If if after oh, twenty five yeah. years you still have nothing to show <laughs> for that strategy, right? Totally. That is the the crux of my maybe UFOs are just a fucking waste of everyone's time frustration from yesterday. Well, and I think a thing that I struggle with too is, and we've talked about this before as well, and this is a little different than like the fucking shadow people in your bedroom shit, but it's not totally dissimilar. You know, filming is ubiquitous now. There yes. are fucking highway cameras and weather cameras, and I have three cameras in as part of a security system on my house that film my yard and my fucking the sky behind my house is within the camera shot and like and so does everybody else. And a lot of people have those cameras inside buildings and inside their right. homes. Well, and, and, and like, Skinwalker Ranch is one of the most like. Camera and censored covered pieces of land there is and that's why this shit is so frustrating because they'll be like yeah well our camera was destroyed mysteriously and or we couldn't recover the footage or so it's it's like either you're either you're bullshitting me or poorly sure or I mean, kind of like to that if extent. i'm taking you at your word then you need to change your approach to this right like if this sure. thing is capable of destroying your cameras, if you capture footage of it, then why are you still trying to capture footage of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that doesn't seem like a, a worthwhile endeavor, then, if, if if you're certain of that fact, that this thing can conceal itself from you. It's crazy, man. I keep... um. I keep stepping up the plate trying to hit this baseball with a glass bottle. It's crazy. The bottle breaks every time, but I'm going to keep swinging, man. One of these, but I swear one of these days, it. I'm going to... I'm going to hit a home run one of these days, man. I yeah. swear to God. The, the bottle's breaking, but I'm going to hit a home run one of these days. Um, okay, a couple more stories. This this one is one of my favorite like paranormal <laughs> short stories of all time. Terrific. So, Calm Kelleher and another uh, military person, I forget her title, named Juliet Witt, saw they were out there one night, like, again... 
specifically this time to photograph stuff. So they were out there with sure. like a bunch of camera equipment, a bunch of night vision stuff. And they, while just standing in the middle of a field, saw what Calm Kelleher describes as a 150 pound dinosaur with a beaver tail walk out of just out of thin air. So he's standing in a field and next to him out of like, that's amazing out of nothing out of the air appears a 150 pound stegosaurus with a beaver tail. Terrific. 30 feet away from him. Bet he shit his whole pants and he claimed it made no sound and he watched it walk around the corner of there are like a, a few buildings on the property walk around the corner of a building and then disappear out for a stroll <laughs> that's Just out the, for out for an evening walk so like that's completely unhinged <laughs> and i love it and like i just can't i can't get my head around so you're saying that like you're writing this and publishing it you're doing interviews telling this story hundreds of thousands of people have heard you tell this story you have literally no evidence of it yeah in spite of the fact that you are out there specifically to photograph things and you were or- you, you were within 30 feet of this thing for minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So what happened? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you have a photograph of that thing? And like, and, and to zoom out, I mean, it's a perfect example of the micro, but just to zoom out macro and to go back to your previous, previous statement, it's like you are tasked with collecting evidence around the fact that weird shit happens here and your evidence upon coming back from that experience is to tell people weird shit happens there. It's one of the goofiest stories I've ever heard is your evidence. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and like full stop. That is the, it's, um, it's, uh, there's like a fucking, isn't there a name for this? Like, it's like the, the, uh, I'm not, I'm going to sound like a fucking idiot, but there's like a name for this concept of like, like the verbalization of the existence of evidence is not evidence. Oh, I don't know. I'm I'm not familiar with that. I can't. Anyway, I'll I'll keep telling weird stories while you look for that. Um, there was a dude. Oh, it was actually uh one of the authors. Sorry, James Lukatsky. The first time he went to the ranch, I got confused because he writes about himself in third person. Uh. The first time he went to the ranch, within an hour and a half of arriving, he saw what he described as a hovering, semi-opaque, yellow tubular structure that he thought was, quote, an unearthly technological device, just like just floating in the room that he was in. He was in this room with four other people, none of whom saw the object. It just appeared to him, this floating piece of alien technology. Sure. That's that's his story. Why did he think it was technology? Like, what about it was technological in nature? 
hard to say. Cool. Cool. <laughs> cool. Allegedly. Um, Allegedly technology. I guess I'm kind of thinking of the concept of the absence of evidence is not the evidence of absence. Huh? But have you ever heard that phrase before? The absence of evidence is not evidence of absence. So well, like, I think that's the, these, that sounds like these guys whole operating principle. Just because yes. I can't show you there aren't aliens doesn't mean there aren't aliens. A hundred percent. And that's sort of what I'm getting at, too, is like, except except when your entire <laughs> job is you are getting paid to come back with evidence to prove that there is not an absence of these things that people are skeptical of there being evidence of. I mean, if we're being specific, their job was to find weapons applications. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which they seem and they're to like completely. Oh, we got a we got a bucket of cold air. <laughs> I, I might be able to train train this dino beaver to do something useful in a battle. I don't know. <laughs> He's pretty big. Look. Here's the deal. Uh, you guys look for weapons applications. We've got Jurassic Park and we've got Mr. Freeze <laughs> from Batman uh, in a bottle. Chill okay? out. So let us, let us know. <laughs> I mean, you put that dino in the space, he'll do some damage, I bet. I mean, yeah, for like a half second <laughs> before he can't breathe anymore. Uh, ain't got no air. Fit a helmet on him. Oh, that's kind of cute. A <laughs> dino beaver in a helmet? Astronaut, <laughs> dino beaver in an astronaut helmet? Yeah. Oh, I want that tattoo. I feel like there's a band name somewhere in there, but I can't quite can't quite pull it. Dino, Dino Beaver is pretty good. I mean, if we're just Dino being Beaver concise. astronaut is probably the Dino Beavers in space. I don't know, whatever. We'll, we'll Dino Beavers in space it. is pretty good. Um, so this was interesting to me. On page 130, I wrote down the page number like that would be useful. Page 132 <laughs> to 133, I just wrote what in all caps. Um. They one of the experiments in in big big quotes that they carried out at the ranch allegedly <laughs> was to set out well yes uh, was to set out board games and leave them because they thought that whatever intelligence was there would mess with them while they were gone. <laughs> Yo, these guys go to bed at night and they just listen for the trouble sound. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> well done. Thank you. Uh, oh, yeah, shit, like... I bet he got a six. Run out there. <laughs> oh, shit, he took my knight. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Alien got my horsey. <laughs> it's my turn. Uh, they also, they grew plants. To try and measure like radiation or something, like which These plant? These guys seem fucking high, man. They seem like perpetually. <laughs> hey, just... hey, hey! You know what we should do today? Yo, there's a Walmart in town. We're gonna go buy <laughs> Candyland. Sorry, <laughs> trouble, and some snap and like, peas. And... <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna catch those aliens yet. And some and some kale seedlings, <laughs> and we're gonna get inside with a with a with a broken Kodak camera. If my begonias my begonias don't germinate in the next four days, we got aliens. <laughs> Call the exterminator because we got aliens. Somebody skip my turn and sorry, <laughs> we got fucking aliens, bro. We are haunted. Uh, <laughs> 
Like, are, <laughs> like if that's science and someone will pay me $22 million to do that, that's who what do I'm I need to call, bro? Saying, man. Like, who do I need to call? If any of this stuff is actually going on out there, I, and it's like, I'm trying not to contradict myself too, because I'm saying like the, if the hard evidence stuff doesn't work, well then at some point you have to try other things. But like, that's not what I meant by try other things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> growing, growing carrots and playing backgammon is yeah. not the alternative to our camera keeps breaking. <laughs> So in this part, I thought was very interesting and like might help explain some of the stuff that's been reported there over the years. But part of their whole project was in 2009, they conducted what they described as a, quote, comprehensive criminal and counterintelligence assessment of the area around the ranch. So they since Bigelow bought it in. 97 or whatever it was 95 uh they've had security there like around the clock because as this place has become part of like the lore people want to go see it people want to try and like experience weird shit camp out whatever it's like roswell or like area 51 it's like it just becomes a trafficked like part of the right but it's like someone's private land and you know Whatever, you don't want weirdos walking around your property. And their conclusion was, quote, Skinwalker Ranch could be easily penetrated by persons with only a modicum of training who could remain undetected by security officers on the property. So basically, their counterintelligence assessment revealed that anyone could walk onto the property at any time and stay for as long as they wanted without being detected. Which to me could go a long way to explain like weird things happening without you knowing about it. Particularly if you, you have readily acknowledged that the property is a destination for people who are obsessed with weird things. By 2009, it for sure was. So, so they'd already published that first book by then for, like that was oh five, I think. Yeah, I would say early two thousands is yeah. my memory. The, the NIDS study was started in like oh one, I think. So, so people who want to purvey the legend or fucking troll or whatever are probably regularly going to that property and being like, "Yo, we should do a blah blah blah, or wear a blah 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 costume, or fucking right, fucking cut a branch down, or fucking whatever," and like. Yeah, you could fucking for sure, you could for sure have a lot of quote unquote unexplained things happen on a massive property too, isn't it? Like, it's like hundreds of acres, it's isn't it? The, I, don't, I don't know the specific number, but it's it's large. It's yeah. huge, right? Yeah. yeah. So like, and if they're acknowledging like, yeah, we wouldn't know if somebody was here. Well, then like, fuck, like, what are we right. doing? Like, does, does any of this count then? Like, do we, no. do we just have to throw everything pre-09 out? I mean, I'm not saying I would, I would, I mean, I mean, we might have to throw it all out, but like, like regardless of whether or not people could access the property, like it all sounds like fucking just a bunch of fucking gabagool, but like, yeah, I like, I, and like some stuff is going to be harder to hoax than others, right? Like you can't really hoax a dinosaur walking out of a portal, you know, like that's bizarre no no matter how many strangers are walking around the property. (laughs) 
totally. But at the same time, it's like, you know, these guys who are, I'm p- putting air quotes up, like having these experiences. I mean, I don't know, like, yeah, know, and it's, and just the- it's so hard for me to wrap my head around. There's this one place on earth and we're the only three guys being paid a lot of millions of dollars to document weird things. And we can't actually do any documenting other than the fact that us three guys are here and we're saying there's weird things. I like think, I just can't get over that hill. I think what bothers me too about like the the scientific in quotes or like pseudoscientific approach to it. It's like if you're doing experiments, but you don't even know who's on the property at any given point. Right. You can't trust any of that then. Right. You have you don't have any sort of control for any of the stuff that you're doing. Like, like it, why like why were they allowed to to even do like use government funds to like I don't know to like do yeah. that to like be there and to just go like we're going to learn valuable information here hard to say um so chapter 15 of this book I I want to just sort of like quickly summarize the the findings of this two-year study and then get to this whole hitchhiker thing because that's a big chunk of what's what's presented in the book Um, chapter 15 is called OSAP findings from Skinwalker Ranch. And their four main findings were that some people who visited the ranch or family members of those people had health issues afterwards. Okay. So one of Colm Kelleher's like main takeaways is that whatever this phenomena is, it has some adverse effect on human health. Okay. He also at one point says literally all of our evidence is anecdotal. Seems very unscientific to me, but whatever. Um, Their second finding was that there's no gamma. They detected no gamma radiation, which I don't really know the significance of that other than it's something Mm -hmm. that had been like, alleged in the past and something that the uh, that history channel show spent a lot of time on saying that like there was unexplained gamma radiation and maybe that could be somehow causing some of the odd things that were going on there okay they found no evidence of that okay. uh, they detected no anomalous electromagnetic signals which is also something that has been like hypothesized as a possible explanation for like equipment failing or whatever. Yeah. I remember there being some like longitudinal latitudinal. What if there's a magnetic anomaly here that makes it difficult to yeah, blah, 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 or impacts fucking the weather or whatever. <laughs> they were like with the history channel show in the last couple of years, they were, you know, people's phones would freak out in certain parts or like their the batteries, lithium ion batteries would die like immediately when they would enter certain parts of the ranch or sure again. again. Allegedly. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then they found that some seeds germinated faster than their they had control seeds in Las Vegas. Oh. I don't know. I don't know why. I need my I need my fucking John Boy seems fucking nuts button. I don't know where it went. <laughs> um, they had 
seeds in Las Vegas and seeds on the ranch of like the same type of plants. And some of them grew faster and some of them grew slower. Mm. Which again, it seems like you'd have to control for a lot more than just location. Yeah, like the fact and that also, like, Las if, Vegas is an arid desert and Yeah, like like humidity, temperature, everything like sunlight, everything. And then nothing I feel like And then if a ahead, seed sorry. grows faster so, so what? what? Like, yeah, what yeah. is that evidence of? I don't understand what that experiment is, like, trying to accomplish. I want to run back earlier and go back to science guy instead of scientist because none of this is scientific. <laughs> so, so science guy is significantly more accurate. That may have been <clears throat> revealing a, a slight amount of condescension on my point, on my part. You're like, I can't call this guy a scientist because this is all dog shit. <laughs> The show not supposed to go like this. <laughs> okay, um, so that that was their entire that was the extent of their findings after twenty two million dollars in two years. That'll aside from two million dollars, please. Aside from a hundred and four reports that they submitted to the government, that of course we can't see because they're classified or something. For good reason, I'm sure. <laughs> yes, let's assume so. <laughs> Okay, so this hitchhiker thing, um, they propose, they being the authors, that the phenomena is not linked or not contained to one location and that it can interact at a distance. Okay. So the, the example that they give of this is on February 7th of 2011... James Lukatsky was briefing two uh, Homeland Security officials on their the findings of their study for the last two years, and they were apparently very like shocked and uh, unsettled by what he told them, according to him, I'm assuming. Sure. As most of this evidence goes. And the next morning, John Axelrod who is one of the military dudes who visited the ranch and had weird experiences. His son, when he woke up in the morning was like very upset and said, quote, again, allegedly quote, they kept me up all night and his face and his eyes were red and swollen and he had welts on his chest and stomach. He was nauseous and running a high fever. And he Said, described to his parents that soon after he fell asleep the night before, he was awakened by a bright light in his room and saw a pair of blue orbs flying around up by the ceiling, which would occasionally fly down and like contact him in his bed, like fly into him. Then later there were two red orbs that did the same thing. And he said he was unable to move or yell for help. And he also reported seeing three black shadowy figures in his room that were screaming as if they were in severe pain. But not screaming out loud, screaming telepathically into Paul's head. Oh, cool. And there were also that same night reports of weird things happening at the ranch, including a flashlight turning on and off by itself. 
So they are proposing, again, they being the authors, that these three things are linked and that whatever intelligence is behind them was upset because Lekatsky was uh, was blowing their cover, basically, by describing these things to the Homeland Security folks. Allegedly. Uh, <laughs> Who's in charge here? <laughs> what are we doing? I don't know. I'm <laughs> fucking tossing bikes in the river, bro. That is a hundred percent what it feels like. These fucking if, assholes if they are float, doing. we got aliens. They're fucking tossing bikes in the goddamn <laughs> river, dude. Like that's all they do, got. Do you understand why I was upset? Now I'm upset. <laughs> yes, it's fucking dog shit, man. <laughs> this, this is. Here's the other thing, man. This is why the phenomenon. I feel like it's fun. rare that you get worked up about this shit, and I love it when you do. God, dude, I am. <laughs> if I can pick a topic that genuinely pisses off, pisses you off, I feel like we've succeeded as a team. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be the new the new crux of the show. Is can I anger Ryan every week? Can I pick something so paranormally stupid that Ryan gets genuinely mad about it? <laughs> Here's the thing, man. I think I've said a version of this before, but I'm fucking I'm gonna do I'm doing it again. Let me have it. We started doing this show because the concept is interesting and people like this fuck it up for everybody because but, they Sorry, go ahead. I be, because because there's such a lack of like cogent thought that goes into how this will read or be received or even like what, what they're trying to accomplish, what the goal is like so many times, like, I mean, like with the, with the, with the fucking experiment, you have to have a hypothesis. So you're going to put a backgammon board out on the sidewalk and be like, our hypothesis is the, is the back, but the backgammon pieces are going to move. <laughs> My like, hypothesis is the alien's going to win. <laughs> right. Like what I got are, the, like, what I got are the aliens here? at plus two fifty. They're minus two fifty. <laughs> right. Like what it's the just fuck, like fuck my guy. You gotta have some fucking thought that goes beyond like I'm gonna go to my private ranch and spend these twenty two million dollars fucking making up stories with my friends and drinking whiskey. Like, get the fuck out of here, man. Okay, so let let me put this question to you though. If if what they're saying in terms of like this thing is not measurable in the way that we are. If like the scientific method doesn't apply to this shit, like it's some sort of intelligence or multiple intelligences that we are fully unfamiliar with. And they are able to manipulate themselves, us, the environment to present things in the way that they want to present them, right? Like this is some intelligence that is communicating with us in some way that we don't understand, but is like designed strategically on their part. Sure. And part of that design is that we can't, or because of that design, we can't document it. We can't share it in the ways that we are used to documenting and sharing physical things happening here on earth. I know that's a huge if. Yeah. But but taking them at their word for a second that that is what is like underlying all of this. What would you do? 
Like that would be I mean, completely maddening. There would be no way to ever convey to anyone that you're not just completely unwell and making the whole thing up or hallucinating or lying or whatever. Which is like, which is where immediately where my head goes. I mean, I think here's the thing, dude, like you as, as the people who have been tasked with collecting evidence for this study, the problem that I see is there's a direct conflict of interest in your stated experience Sure. And the goal you're tasked with. So like, so like I, I hear you on like, well, yes, it would be maddening. You're financially inclined to see weird things, right? If you show yeah. up to Skinwalker Ranch for two fucking years and literally you, your right back is, yeah, we had cameras on and fucking infrared on and fucking mics on and fucking nothing happened for two years. $22 us, million, please. Give us another 11 million for next year. Yeah. Right. That's never going to happen. So you, so, so not only do you not have evidence beyond your statements, but you are financially incentivized to invent that exact narrative that you just said to be able to have a narrative that is, I don't, I will, ne I, not only do I not have evidence, I'll never have evidence of this, but you should keep giving me money for it. Because then the only, the only pivot would be, we need to like completely overhaul our approach to studying whatever it is that we're studying. Right. Like so that was, you, you, that you'd, was have my to, other... you'd have to admit like our scientific in quotes approach Method. or whatever approach yeah. it is that we've been taking is fundamentally flawed. It will not deliver the results that we are looking for. Which I think goes back to your point about the camera piece. And what I think should happen is like, like, were they using like, like, I think what you, what you have to do from my perspective is with that $22 million, you have to spend 20 million of it on the most state of the art, like scientific receptor network you can possibly wrap your human head around. And even $20 million probably wouldn't be enough to do it in a comprehensive enough way where you could go like, look, we can't explain it with like a Canon 5D, you know, to like take photos, but we've got these readings or those readings or the, like, like, I think you would, you would really have to like, you'd have to reimagine what collecting signal, like data signals looks like. Or at some point you should be able to rule out those methods as being applicable to whatever it is that you're studying because it, if you had them active last time and it didn't see the fucking dinosaur or beaver in the woods if, then, if try, over, then you got to do something else if over and over again you have cameras and microphones and all kinds of sensors pointed at something that you can see with your eyes and they're not registering it then it, you you've got to move on to something else eventually right or or that is data in and of itself that like whatever this thing is that I'm experiencing is not a physical experience in in the the sense that we're used to. This is something fully different from the the reality that we are accustomed to. I think and the I don't know where thing... you go from there, but like that would be a huge check mark of sure. like we have exhausted this these options. Right. So let's not keep doing those for another 25 years. Let's yeah, yeah, either yeah. 
if we're out of ideas, let's stop. Yeah. Or let's see what other, like, let's get really weird with it and approach it like some sort of mystical spiritual experience or. Yeah. I, I don't know what your other options would be at that point, but like, let's start ruling stuff out at least. Start fucking putting the sensors inside people's heads. Start tracking people's brains. Start like fucking, you know, getting like, start giving me biometric data on people. If it was yeah. 20, if it was, if you all walk, if three of you people walked into a 25 degree colder pocket of air, everyone's body temperature and body chemistry changes in that moment. That's what happens when we go through significant or, temperature change. Prove it to me via your body chemistry, your heart rates. Did the heart rate of these people simultaneously change like there are ways to go about this i'm not a fucking scientist but there are ways right. to go about this that isn't just being like oh i said it happened so it happened like or or if one of your main like hypotheses is that encounters with these this phenomena whatever you want to call it has negative health effects measure those for me yes right give give me baseline readings on people who have never been to the this ranch Take them there, wait until they have experiences, and then track this for, I mean, you've had 25 years of access to this place. Totally. Do a 10-year study on a group of people. And how And how many people, how many volunteers could you get fucking tomorrow to go to Skinwalker Ranch, tour the premises, stay on the premises for a month at a time? Like, it would be easy. Yeah. You could totally and, do this. Because when you tell me that a guy had an encounter with some orbs and then later developed cancer... There's there are millions of variables in that. You don't are, you don't have data from before. No cause. He could have had cancer when he encountered the orbs. You don't even you don't know because you don't have blood work on this person. You don't know what other like you don't you, you're not even giving me a, a timeline of this. Did he develop cancer the next day, right. six years later? Like there's just no it's presented in this way as if it's scientific, but if you dig into it, there's nothing scientific about it. There's that whole like causation is not correlation and correlation is not causation thing. I think it's the second one, but yes, it is the second one. Correlation is not causation, but like yeah. you don't even have correlation. Yeah. You have like, like spe speculation or someone yeah. going to a place like how many people have gone to France and later in their life gotten cancer? That doesn't mean can exactly, France gives dude. you cancer. Ex <laughs> exactly that's not even correlation that's just the fact that people right. people have gone to france and come back and have also at some point in their life gotten cancer yeah man last thing i'll say that i struggle with about this and then we're gonna fucking stop being salty dogs and we're gonna let you go but this here's is a, a hella long episode already so sorry slash you're welcome the last thing that i just can't wrap my head around <laughs> is how goddamn nonsensical all the fucking stories are like that that's part of what draws me to it at the same time though because like who would go out there this man has a fucking phd who's gonna go out there and be like i saw a dinosaur crossed with a beaver and i'm gonna go on i'm gonna write a book about it and publish that shit saying i man with a phd saw a dino beaver you would never I mean, you wouldn't make that shit up right but at the same time, of course he fucking somebody didn't. would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. And like fucking red and blue orbs circling and people screaming in the corner of my room. Like what? Like what is any of that? Like what? Like what is any of that? And like in, in, in whatever the supreme. Here's the other thing. This being that we're talking about or this entity is so 
intelligent or so mystical or whatever that the way that it communicates is through uh, like uh, screaming shadows screaming <laughs> shadows mixed with orbs Fucking that put that on the list by the way screaming shadows yeah <laughs> and orbs that punch you in the chest that keep you awake at night like what no yeah no i like i like I would actually be more inclined to believe it. It was like, if it was like, yo, I got visited by this fucking being and it had all these fucking like things to tell me in fucking English. Like that would be like way more interesting to me and way more actually believable that if we're talking about a Supreme being that's capable of meeting me in this fucking psychological realm, that it would do something with it, with that other than having three shadow figures screaming in the corner of my room. Like, what are you talking about? I agree with you on on like this specific instance. I, I do. I, I ultimately think a lot of the the Skinwalker Ranch stuff is very explainable in fairly simple terms. Sure. But I think on a more macro level, like there is clearly something weird going on with the like more general UFO paranormal phenomena. Yes. I think this and, about UFOs a I, lot that if they didn't exist, if they if nothing existed, if it was an actual nothing burger, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have all these conversations be. about it. Um, there's no way that whatever the number is, thousands and thousands of people who claim to have had these types of experiences are all making it up yeah. or are all delusional or are all lying or whatever like yeah i agree some people are having some genuinely very weird experiences yes i agree whether it's these specific ones that we've talked about today or not who knows so like conceptually i think this is something worth investigating and i think that's why i get so frustrated when things like this seem to be so botched yes while also having so many resources that's exactly what I was trying to get at earlier is like they fuck it up for everybody else because the things that get resourced well get botched really poorly. And then in their botching, the the thing that comes to the public is I saw a dinosaur beaver in the woods and I have no proof of it. And like that's the re- research, quote unquote, the government right. funded, quote unquote, research it, we get about the topic. It makes it so easy for the average person to just miss, dismiss it entirely because that sounds just patently absurd is it possible that that is the point that what is the what is the point that's supposed to be absurd it's supposed to be government funded research that is so absurd that it makes everything else fall into the category of this idiocy like i've heard of this concept before that like like governments have Mm. started the concept of certain conspiracy theories to push sure, the sure, concept sure. of it's, conspiracy it's disinformation essentially so that anything that just gets called a conspiracy theory gets lumped in with all of the conspiracy theories and then everyone goes well, that's just a conspiracy theory and then it's equated to something idiotic i do get suspicious when there are so many government and military types associated with something like in this case right even with like the elizondo shit we've talked about that exactly it However, that doesn't to me explain any of like the 
thousands of individuals who have similar experiences. No, not at all. I just mean with this specific case, when we talk yeah. about like how bad they botched it and how it it's disappointing and frustrating for people who actually give a shit about what is 10 hundreds of thousands of people across both time and space who have we 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 know have had genuinely weird experiences are, are some of them making it up of course but not everybody's making it up so there has to be something happening either in people's brains or in people's physical spaces and then this shit happens and we go like what a fucking shame that these guys are the ones who get rewarded and make the whole concept and, and all of these people's experiences look fucking idiotic because they're talking about dinosaur beavers in the woods, but it's like, is there a, ch is there any chance that there is something? There is a dino beaver out there. That there is. And we can befriend him. That there's something else going on. And these people go, we don't want, we'd rather muddy the waters with what is going on or might be going on. And we're just going to fucking throw our hat in the ring with $22 million and a couple of fucking goofballs at their fucking ranch in Utah. I also think it's possible that our government doesn't know what the fuck is going on either. Sure. And they're throwing money at like, what's $22 million out of a defense budget? Literally. Like that's literally, literally nothing. nothing. They wipe their ass with $22 million every morning. To, to see if we can weaponize some weird shit. Sure. And it's a it's a contract that we don't have to manage. We don't have to do anything with it. We just we just cut a check. And maybe these dickheads stumble on some crazy thing we never knew about, and they're like, "Well, great, that was a fucking." It's like VC funds that fund fifty startups a year, and they give all of them twenty million dollars, and all they need is you just hope hope that one hits. Two of them are gonna fucking crush. And if this was like, I think it was intended to be like a more general breakthrough technologies ufo study if one ufo report is somebody developing some technology that the government doesn't yet know about that's probably worth 20 million dollars totally right so i i think that's possible too that they're just like we don't know maybe it's something we don't really care if it is something in, a, in like a paranormal sense Let's throw some money at somebody else who seems really, really into this shit to yeah, report yeah. back to us. And we'll have the data. We can look through it. We can maybe make it a bomb later. <laughs> <laughs> and if we can't, no big deal. We don't care if we flush that money down the toilet anyway. Yeah, fuck the taxpayers, you know. <laughs> it's fun for us. Eat a dick, we'll blow up a foreign country later. <laughs> well. <sighs> anyway. Is that what we're doing? <laughs> we hope you've had a lovely time with us on this ride here on the What If Podcast. It's been a true here joy. On the, on the longest ever episode of the What If Podcast. Dag, 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 dag nabbit near close. Um, My mistake. We do love you for being here, though. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Finding Quantum Quest. FindingQuantumQuest.com is where you can listen to our new show. Can we tease what we're doing? What are we doing? related to finding quantum quest but also related to this show i honestly don't know what that is so the I'll episode that we're that recording on the when i come back from the place i'm going oh sure 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 Should we tease that um well so next week we have the opposite of this episode we have a, a very special Ooh. feel good episode Ooh. a a part three actually uh with some very special guests Whew. 
the the most guests I think we've ever had on one episode of be, What If Podcast. It's gonna be uh well the live ones we had we have but sure we're gonna be next week we're gonna be re-entering the Tingleverse uh with some dear dear friends of ours some dear friends so you have that, that you to might look forward know. to and then the following week we are going to revisit our episode about Quantum Quest that we recorded last January. And um, make some corrections, laugh at ourselves, uh, knowing what we know now. <laughs> right. So, two weeks. That's what you get. This is the farthest in advance we've ever planned any episodes of this show. Getting better at it. We're getting better. We or are. worse. Who knows? And, and yet, those might be the last two episodes <laughs> of this show. Who knows? <laughs> We're gonna finish on a high point. If we, if that's where we finish, who knows? You never know. Well, look, if you're not prepared to do the research, Brian, why make the statement in the first place? <laughs> I make- but you should be, uh, you you should go listen to Finding Quantum Quest so you're ready for us to do our reaction episode because there's going to be lots of spoilers yes. from the actual show. So uh, make sure you're caught up on Finding Quantum Quest anywhere you listen to pods. And there uh, there are a few twists and turns left for you in the in the final, uh, I guess, episode, two episodes, right? I don't my my brain when this my episode brain is coming yeah off. when this yeah. episode's coming out and when that calendar is is not going to drive in my brain right now so shit gets even weirder so so go have listen fun. all right thanks for hanging out with us we out of here we love so, y'all sorry this took forever and we were both kind of pissed off but. <laughs> I'm not sorry I love it and I love you and I love them we'll see you next week see you next week. you're going to throw one more allegedly in at the end there just allegedly